Good morning, niggas and friends. Morning, morning, morning. Welcome to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. So excited to be here. And as per usual, let's go ahead and get started with our mental health check-in. Aaron, how are you feeling? Mm, I just I just feel, again, I'm just here. Um, I'm better than I usually am. But I'm just keeping it cute. Um, I'm not angry at the world for once. And yeah, I can finally breathe for a little bit. So yeah, I feel kind of good. How you feel? Um, okay, we're here. Um, so uh, the one thing I want to make sure that we do get into, and I was very glad that you actually found an article along with this. So we're going to be talking about queer black trailblazers. Um, why don't you tell me what made you put this article on? Because I feel like a lot of um, people forget the rights, a lot of the rights that we have. Black queer folks did contribute to that. And a lot of people don't really know that many because, again, they just know the straight ones. So here is an article, and I just have like a list of 16 black queer people who have done a lot for black people during the civil rights era. So if any of you guys want to go through that, feel free. I have it pinned. And yeah. And I know that we also have a, a video just to go ahead and showcase just one of the very many people that we just don't talk about enough. If it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it'll work. Okay. Okay. The hypocrisy of black folk, particularly today, is still be homophobic. When the most emblematic event around the black struggle for freedom, post-slavery, is the 1963 March on Washington, not organized by Martin Luther King, uses Martin Luther King, right? But organized by openly black gay men and bear rusted. Let's be real clear. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. The executive director of the March on Washington the man who organized this whole thing, Mr. Bayard Ruskin. The most emblematic event around the black struggle for freedom post the 1963 March on Washington is Black Lives Matters. And two of the founders of black lesbians, of black queer women. So how could you be homophobic against the very people that the universe has brought black freedom through? I say that all the time, like cishead black folks, girl, none of us are free until all of us are free. I really need y'all to wake up and realize that black queer folks, black trans women have done so much. So the nerve of you to try to like ostracize that part of the history is beyond me. Yeah. And I'm, uh, one of the things that I'm, very glad of is the fact that we're finally starting to get some of this information to the forefront. It's still not going to be the way it should be. 
the way that um, we don't talk about um, James Baldwin and how queer he was. There were so many amazing Black writers, Langston Hughes, Richard, Richard Wright. Um, there were so many people who were quote unquote uh, rumored to be um, Black queer folks. And of course, because of the era, they weren't able to actually say their piece. So I feel like at this point in 2022, I feel like it's an amazing thing to be able to give flowers to a civil rights activist and all of their complexities, all of their inter uh, their intersectionalities um, for all of their identities. And um, it sucks that we can't just can't have that off the bat, but I'm very glad to finally get this breadcrumbing of information because <laughs> I know there's way more than even we're able to find out. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to read just some of this article. Sure. Lesbian, 16 queer black trailblazers, black queer trailblazers who made history. Lesbian drag king Storm de la Brie, trans activist Marshall P. Johnson, and civil rights leader Bayard Rustin are among the black LGBTQ pioneers who changed the course of history. From 1960, civil rights activist Bayard Rustin to Chicago's first lesbian mayor, Lori Lightfoot, Black LGBTQ Americans have long made history with innumerable contributions to po politics, art, medicine, and a host of other fields. As long as there have been Black people, there have always been Black LGBTQ and same gender loving people. <clears throat> Gladys Bentley. She was a gender bending performer during the Harlem Renaissance, donning a top hat and tuxedo. Bentley was seeing the blues in Harlem establishments like the Clam House and the, and the Mbangi Club. According to a belated obituary published in 2019, the New York Times said Bentley, who died in 1960 at the age of 52, was Harlem's most famous lesbian in the 1930s and amongst, among the best-known Black entertainers in the United States. Bayard Rustin. Rustin was a LGBTQ and civil rights activist best known for being a key advisor to Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. He organized the 1963 March on Washington and was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor, in 2013 for his activism. In 2020, Governor Gavin Newsom pardoned Rustin for his arrest in 1953 when he was, when he was found having sex with two men in a parked car in Pasadena. Rustin served 50, 50 days in Los Angeles County Jail and had to register as a sex offender. In pardoning Rustin, Newsom noted how LGBTQ people were unjustly punished for their sexuality by U.S. law enforcement at the time of Rustin's arrest. And the list goes on and on. We have, again, you can pull that article up if you want to educate yourselves on all of the Black queer civil rights leaders. Um, it's really not something that we talk about enough. I'm very, very glad that we're finally able to have um, this kind of these kind of kind of conversations. And honestly, it's about damn time. Honestly. Oh my gosh! I recently finished what the truth sounds like. Um, RFK. That's Robert F. Kennedy, James Baldwin, and our unfinished conversation on race in America I was like yo they both brought scars they didn't come alone 
RFK brought his people, James Baldwin brought his people, and they really talked about the nitty-gritty and that. They got down to it. And, like, they even brought one guy, and they were like, well, you know, you're probably saying that because you don't care about white people. And he was like, my wife is white. So how can you say that I don't care about white people? And, yo, because he had entertainers. Like, uh, James Baldwin brought, like, well-known entertainers. And RFK, of course, he brought his good uh, good old boys, you know, the government people. It was a dope conversation. Mm-mm-mm. I'm definitely going to have to read that because that, that sounds amazing. But I feel like there's a lot of conversations that happen between Black queer people, Black queer advocate, um, you know, um, activists versus, you know, the straight Black activists. I feel like there was a lot of conversations that we'll never know about because as as happens today, whenever there's something going on in the Black queer community that needs to be fixed, and we're going to, of course, our other Black people in order to fix it, they will quickly tell us, hey, this, listen, this is not a gay issue. But in the same breath say, guess what? You have to be Black first. But if I have to be Black first, how come you can't go ahead and see me as Black first? I'm telling you about what's going on. I'm telling you that people are dying. And you're literally telling me in my face, well, this isn't a gay issue. No, what you're telling me is it's not the kind of Black issue that you want to put your uh, name behind, that you want to put power behind, that you actually want to swing the pendulum forward in any kind of way. Um, And that's why I think that, you know, like I said, conversations like this are so important because we are constantly erased from our own stories to the point where we don't even give ourselves permission to live in our own imagination. Right. And when I constantly tell people, hey, you know, this black trans woman was killed or, hey, you know, this black queer person was killed. Um, Black Lives Matter, right? Where we at? And then, like you said, they'll say, oh, well, we're not talking about LGBT stuff. We're trying to keep things black. We're trying to focus on black, 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 black. But y'all be the main ones saying that we're black first. So if we're black first, right, then you need to have the same amount of outrage, the same amount of energy when black trans women are being being, out here being killed, usually by straight black men. So y'all can't pick and choose which black lives matters and which doesn't. This is why a lot of black LGBT folks kind of side-eyed the movement because it's like, girl, what what about me? Do black lives matter or just the straight ones especially and what a slap in the face that is when you think about the inception of black lives matter and how that was created by black queer people we literally creating a movement and having our narrative stolen from us because now we're not even in the conversation whenever we talk about black lives matter we don't talk about black trans women that have disappeared whenever we talk about black lives matter we are talking about uh, police brutality literally and obviously police brutality is a huge thing that needs to be tackled in this country but there are black people that are not dying by the hands of the police they are dying by the hands of other bigoted homophobic black people when we talk about black femicide and how even when we look at all women or femme presenting people um one will go missing every and or die every 12 hours when we talk about black women Black femmes, black trans women, 
We are talking every four hours, which by the way, they haven't even like really done the math about black trans women. We just know for black cisgendered women, every four hours, we are either killed or we diss a fucking peer. So, and by the way, very, very fucking bigoted and under the umbrella of white supremacy as to why we don't have numbers on black trans women, because we didn't care enough to do that math. Yeah. Just saying, we're, we can't, we're, like, I'm really sick and tired of the, uh, I like to, uh, the, the posers. I'm sorry, I don't know any other way to kind of put it, because it just feels like um, you want to go ahead and put on this um, caricature of activism that only suits you when it suits you. Um, and Aaron has said it many times. Would we have fought so hard for George Floyd if he had been outwardly gay and effeminate? And I still stand by that. Like, I be having to remind folks, usually straight black men, I'm like, okay, y'all saying that y'all pro-black and y'all calling me a faggot and all this. I'm black first, like you keep saying. So if if, if you're really pro-black like that, if George Floyd was gay and femme, would y'all keep that same energy and have that same amount of outrage that y'all do because he's straight? And that tweet, when I tweeted that, it it went viral, and I don't give a damn. I stand by what I said, because y'all fail to realize the intersectionality of all of this shit. But yeah, I don't know if my last message sent, but if y'all haven't read um, What the Truth Sounds Like, RFK, it's Robert F. Kennedy, James Baldwin, in our unfinished conversation about race in America, definitely check that out. It's by um, Michael Eric Dyson. That book, yo, yo. Michael Eric Dyson. You just, you just gotta see. The truth really comes out, and the conversation is definitely unfinished. Mm. I love that nigga. Him and Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I, 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 and I, I love the fact that we have black, just black intellectuals putting this shit together. Like we, again, straight people are obsessed with our genitals. They're obsessed with what we do with them. They're obsessed with what happens when they are not there. It's very fucking weird. So when you finally, get, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But when you finally get straight, uh, when you finally get black intellectuals together, regardless of orientation, the things that they can come up with that like, we don't even realize because I don't want to go ahead and be like, oh, I don't see color. Look past my sexual orientation. Like, I'm not saying that because Jesus Christ, we've had enough of that shit. I'm sorry. Um, but what I am saying is when you can go ahead and incorporate my identity in such a way where it's a part of me, but it not is, but it's not me. Like, it's just literally a part of the intersectionalities that make me up and you can actually see someone accept that for what it is. I'm not going to lie. That's not something you see very often. And we That's, don't see yeah. that in our community. We don't. And it's really, really sad because, and then you have the people who say, okay, well, who cares? Like, I don't care if you're gay. Like, that's another kind of way of saying, oh, I don't see color or I don't see your, girl, you see it. You see it, and use the ones, use the ones who say, "Oh, be gay, I don't care." Be the main ones who wouldn't want a gay son. So mm -hmm. I don't want to hear that. Like you will not try to all lives matter the situation. And say, "Oh, well, yeah, who cares?" Everybody, no, ma'am. What's well, let's point at the issue. Like let's talk about what you don't want to talk about, so that For we can real. move forward.
And I don't want to hear like this kind of pandering. Aren't we all a little gay? It's okay. Like, bitch, no, no, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you doing what you're doing, but it's not helpful. I'm sorry. It truly is not. Because when people, and I notice this happens all the time, and this happens a lot with white people and straight people. They can't help but center themselves. Um, it's kind of the same when we talk about non-binary people and how they don't have to dress whatever gender makes you comfortable. It isn't for you. Sometimes it's really not for you to understand. It's for you to accept and exalt. That's the only thing that you're supposed to do. Well, I just don't get it, bitch. Maybe it wasn't for you to get. I'm, I'm very, very sick and tired, especially like, and, and listen, I'm growing myself. It took me, it, it, like, I, and I know Aaron has noticed that I've gotten a lot better when it comes to like pronouns and things like that and so on and so forth. It's about the effort. Do you think that Aaron decides he's going to rip my fucking head off if I accidentally slip up? Not when a bitch is correcting herself. So because that way they never have to correct me. That's the point. I'm, but that's what being an accomplice is. If we're not willing to recognize our privilege, it's like, okay, so for instance, we, if we look at Aaron, we're, we're going to look at him, we're looking at them and not, and, but everybody else is seeing a very mask presenting person, right? Even they have to acknowledge their privilege in certain cases because they are what people would see as cis, even though they're not cis. Because when we have to talk about non-binaryism, we have to talk about the transness of that. But that's remember, that's what that's what the people see. That is what the muggles are seeing. So because of that, um, they literally can walk into certain spaces and they can go ahead and bring the transness with them. Just like I got to bring the gay with me everywhere I go because you're not about to disrespect nobody in my motherfucking presence without getting these hands. Same fucking difference. What really gets me is when people be like, oh, well, you don't look non-binary, so I'm confused. I'm like, I'm like, y'all, this is how bad it is when it comes to, like, gender and sex. Like, they don't know that people just are not educated on this shit. I have to, I can't tell you how many times I had to explain to straight people the difference between gender identity and gender expression. Bitch, yes, you just so got lucky and you caught me when you caught me wearing some sweatpants and a muscle shirt. But when it comes to my identity, I don't subscribe to the idea of gender. You're not gonna put me in a box just because you got lucky and see me with some gym shorts on. You know, and bitch, you know I can flip a switch in a heartbeat and look like a completely different person. And that's the thing. It's like, why are they, why do they want so badly to take that freedom away from you to be able to wear whatever the fuck you want as if that makes, as if that changes your identity? That's what kills me. Do you want them to wear a hat? Are they supposed to walk around in latex? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what you want them to do um, be, because, and they also don't owe you understanding they don't owe you that shit they don't owe you a damn thing you can't just watch somebody walking around like i how dare they just go be themselves and exist over there in that corner where i'm not involved how how dare you bitch like, it don't make no sense you, how dare you not explain your existence to me to where i can give you that validation to make myself girl i'm i don't have to do that i'm not doing that shit that shit don't make i'm just not doing it um queerness non-binaryism trans transgenderism none of these things are new i really need y'all to this whole oh my god this is it's always something new 
bitch, we're talking about like as far back as like 2400 BC. None of these things are new. And I really, again, this is a black queer podcast, so I'm speaking really to black folks. I really, really wish black folks would do more research on the history of African sexuality. It seems like the only thing that y'all have is butt breaking in the Willie Lynch letters. Y'all, that's not, y'all can't, that doesn't work. You have to go way back before pre-colonial Africa. This shit is not new. Black people didn't have a gender and the gods that they worshiped were either genderless, gender fluid, all of these things before Christianity was forced. So once again, when you see me out in the streets, no bitch, you're not going to sit here and say, oh, well, you making me feel emasculated. No, ma'am, you never had it to begin with. Because if it was truly yours, my existence wouldn't be a problem to you. And let me get on cishet women too. Oh, well, these trans women think they're real women and they'll never know what it's like to be a real woman. And they're trying to take away my womanhood. Once again, no one's womanhood is the same. Everyone's womanhood is different. So if the existence of something is threatening to your womanhood, cishet women, then that womanhood isn't yours to begin with. And for these men, cishet men, back to y'all, oh, well, the reason that they're not a real woman is because they can't, they can't have kids. So you're saying that the cishet women that cannot have kids or just don't fucking want to, or they're not real women either? Y'all pick and choose. Once again, just say that you just don't like transness and call it a day. Because a lot of y'all got low sperm count and can't, keep, and can't stay hard and all this other shit. So does that mean that y'all ain't real men? Y'all sound stupid as fuck, the stuff that y'all be saying sometimes. But that ends my tangent. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, um, and a well-needed one. I feel like it's, the, and it sucks because we have to continually having these conversations. But the reason we do is that we are constantly invalidated in our own community. It's why, um, it's one of the many, many reasons we started um, the Earth is Ghetto podcast to begin with um and hopefully we branches out to a lot more because we need our own award shows we cannot even depend on bet to give us our flowers um because they are ridiculously homophobic but i also want people to stop thinking that they could have expected more when bet has been mostly white owned for the inception of the inch of the fucking channel so i can't be you know too surprised. Uh, But at the end of the day, when we are looking at shows like Pose, when we're looking at shows like P-Valley, when we're looking um, at shows like uh, Not A Sin on HBO, please go watch. Um, When we get those type of uh, shows in the first place, we are never, ever noticed. Not by our own community. Pose got Emmys, baby. Couldn't even get a BET award. The places that we are not even invited in on a regular basis, we can look forward for them to see us more than our own community. You cannot understand um, how disgusting that feels. So we need our own. Because to be honest with you, we obviously can't depend on white people to do it. Thank you for your breadcrumbs. But we definitely can't, uh, can't depend on any black channel. We can't depend on logo, bitch. There's, again, as Aaron has said constantly, there's just not a safe space for us to express ourselves, so we have to make one. We're not going to wait for an invite to your table. I am literally cutting down the tree and shaving out the oak and building my own fucking table. This is why, like, we have things like Black Gay Pride, Black Gay Pride events, Black, Black Gay Pride Month, which is July, 
And folks are asking, like, oh, my God, well, this is new. No, like, Black Gay Pride has been around for, I believe, 30 years. But, again, the white gays were mad when they heard about that. Oh, my God, that's kind of racist. Girl, once again, racism, anti-blackness is everywhere, even in the LGBT community. So as black people have always been doing and are still doing, we have to create spaces for ourselves, even the black queer ones. So yes, you will not have me feel guilty for going to only black gay pride events and black gay parades and celebrating black queer month because bitch, again, intersectionality, y'all couldn't spell that if it punched you in the face. And um, I feel like we, uh, I feel like it's time for us to just get fed up and stop going I, I i like i've gotten to the point where you know i finally started going to pride but then i never saw black people i'm in denver so it's already hard <laughs> um and it it for me it's just like i'm sick and tired of just like hoping when i arrive i'll be comfortable just hoping that you know there'll be a safe space for me or that i'll see other black queer people like myself sick and tired of waiting for the handouts like oh here's your piece of diversity Here's RuPaul, most white identified motherfucker that's ever been, uh, ever fucking existed. Don't ha even have black people working for him. So we don't have a choice. There is too much fakery and phonery and bullshit and pandering and here's your rainbow cupcake and here's your Juneteenth watermelon salad. Like this is what we deal with. Mm. Message. Good morning, Erin. Good morning, Sid. Hopefully you guys are having a good one so far. I mean, I've been in the beat, so I mean, what else is going on? You're just spreading the facts. But um, yeah, I, I wanted to address, especially cis, you know, gendered women, like who do hate trans women. Like, I feel like it's just a fear of them being so-called replaced and like nothing but low self-esteem right because why do you feel so threatened like how how can you feel so threatened as well there's nothing um anyway i'm just disappointed like for real yeah and um even the that one word replacement as if the replacement theory isn't exactly from white supremacy that's why when the niggas with the tiki torches were like saying, they will not replace us. When you start spinning ideology that is coming from bird-chested white boys with tiki torches, you may have to go ahead and think to yourself, maybe this shouldn't be the ideology that I align myself with. Because you're aligning yourself with people that hate you. You're having the same beliefs of people that hate you. I need you to think about that. Isn't it weird that you and the Ku Klux Klan, you know, you hate each other, but you guys agree about the gays having to go? Just, 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 just saying. This um, is where, this is where the term, like, this is where the, this whole quote unquote gay agenda thing came from. Because, and this is why we keep saying all this shit goes back to white supremacy. Like all of it. And notice how mainly cishead black men are the only ones using gay agenda. And this whole replacement theory, oh my God, they we can't have no more black babies because the gays are trying to take over and fuck up the black family and all this other shit. Y'all are saying white supremacist talking points and you don't even realize it. So, once again, 
I really need a lot of y'all to just pick up a book. Um, it's spelled B-O-O-K. And if you don't know how to spell that, and you can just go to your local library. Or you have this shit in the palm of your hands. You're on your phones every day. Just, you know, do some research and educate let's, yourself. Let's not but too much. They, they may not know. Ooh, yeah, let me let me stop because they're gonna do some deep ass Google research. See what I found on this article eighteen years ago. It's saying this, and that's how. Yeah. So, moving on. <laughs> they 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 love it. Or like this guy's been to jail for like all kinds of like sexual assault. But I love his book. I tell you what, he knows what he's doing, sir. Fuck out of my face. I need you to stop. Um, <laughs> message. It's Marcel. What's up, Aaron? What's up, Sid? Shout out to the room. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. Um, even heard some ignorance spit on here by a woman talking about some they trying to replace us. But it's just like, um, I don't understand the whole replacement thing. I think some people just be mad because they pretty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, um, at the end of the day, it just is what it is. Um, and no cellulite. Trans have known how to lay the wigs, have known how to beat the face. I mean, shit, I don't know about anybody else, but hell, my own mom told me when you look at makeup tutorials, especially when it comes to uh, contouring, even if it's a little light contour, you might want to go to, you know what I'm saying, a trans woman, because they don't know how to beat their face. They don't know how to do the shadows, yes. especially because I have a rounder face. So that's where I be looking to do my makeup and shit from. I mean, it just is what the fuck it is, but I don't take that as you try to replace me at all i mean you just pretty and and it should be so simple because we all know it really is stemming from jealousy and also from the um the the trauma that black women have faced here in, in the u.s in general so it's easy to kind of take on this kind of ideology because it's like same thing with black men we've been beat on by white people all this time let's find somebody else to beat up on it's really what it boils down to. I'm sorry. I really can't think of any other way to put it um, because it really does. For me, it stems from jealousy. And like in the words of Cardi B, don't be uh, don't be a I hate that bitch type of bitch. Be a I want to get like that bitch type of bitch. Like, do me a favor. Like, listen, I want to know your workout routines, baby. I know that, listen, a lot of this cellulite not going to go away because it's just genetic, okay? So I'm going to be a little upset when you're in that uh, mini skirt, and I'm just like, God damn, why it looks so fucking smooth? So I get it. I understand why it could be upsetting sometimes. But we may have to go ahead and put our egos away for like two and a half seconds because they're fucking dying. Love you. They don't care that they die now, and that's the fucked up part. Even though it'll get to them. Remember, they're transness, they're black and trans. How many times you as a black woman have been emasculated and you don't say what the right things to a nigga and all of a sudden we're like, you a man anyway, you probably got a dick, gorilla ass bitch. Do you really think that that kind of rhetoric isn't going to be lobbed at you the same way and you don't want to protect you or your sisters from it? Bitch, fuck out of here. That's why like, when I say black women, y'all got some nerve to be transphobic because how often do these niggas try to masculinize y'all Every time y'all express how y'all, <clears throat> every time y'all express how y'all feel, they tell you, "Oh, you're not being a lady," or "Girl, you trigger," or "You, you, you acting like a nigga," like all sorts of shit. So, and y'all usually misgender a lot, especially from white folks. Girl, I done heard some white people say some of the most fucked up. They again misgender the fuck out of Serena Williams. They misgender Michelle Obama. They misgender Meg Thee Stallion. They do it to black women all the time. So black women, y'all got some nerve to be transphobic. Because y'all can get clocked too. 
I'm just saying. I and and to be real, just because of how deep my voice is, literally once a week, somebody's like, "Thank you, sir. I really appreciate all your time. That was a nice man I spoke to." Okay. Regularly, at this point, we realize that the consensus of straight people is that women's voices are supposed to be high, men's voices are supposed to be low. If you're outside of that, then we're not sure what's going on. And I'm letting you know that at one point it used to really offend me. Like, I can't believe they thought they was talking to a man. Let me tell you something. We gonna have to strip away a lot of our pride and bullshit in order to deal with these fucking issues. Because I've been called a man before. Oh, are you trans? Oh, are you this? Oh, are you that? And to believe I used to get offended. Mm. Trans women are beautiful, baby. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, thank you. Beautiful I'm sorry, you fuck. think I ain't got no tell you You like this jawline? <laughs> like, like, is that what you really trying to say? Okay, sweet. But I need people to understand that when people masculinize us as black women, it's our job as black women to go ahead and bring the other black women into the fold for protection. They are out there with no fucking protection. You put them in the way of the gun on a regular basis. You throw them wherever the fuck you feel like, but guess what? They still good enough to buy, to go ahead and, and get, be a stylist and do your nails and give that hair your bump and be a loctician. All these, they're not accessories for you to use. They're not coats that you put in the closet that you take out at will. Period. Like, and Sorry, that was same not for like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no go off uh, yeah it's same for that's why I usually I'm very careful because once black women found out that I'm queer they change the language up real quick oh well yes queen and you better work and oh yeah bitch I'm not one of those because y'all a lot of these women who be saying that oh yes queen and work honey all this other shit as soon as you find out that I'm gay they once again uh uh-uh, uh I can't have no gay kids uh uh-uh. uh we go to church and we Christian and I just can't have that. I don't agree with it. But I love y'all. Y'all make me laugh. I'm not going to be your fag in the bag. I'm not going to be your gay in the box. I'm not going to be your gay accessory. Period. Um, And I, I think that we just have to let them know, like, we're we're not court justice. And this is especially goes out to Black gay men. And um, and black non-binary masculine presenting people because they will go ahead and be like, I'm so glad you could be there to do my nails. Let me tell you about the dick that I sucked last night and let me tell you about all these different things. But as soon as their boyfriend says something fucked up, they're silent. Bitch, you're not a friend. You're not a friend. Ooh, uh, yeah, sorry. I don't like, y'all need to stop chasing cishead black women. Y'all stop chasing homophobic niggas. If the misogyny and homophobia goes hand in hand. So if they're homophobic, they're going to be misogynist as well. And that also is going to make me side-eye you because you're allowing him to say this shit. Also, a lot of y'all's homophobia be jumping out when your nigga pisses you off and all of a sudden, oh, well, you a, you a sissy, be a real man, you a punk, you must be gay or something. It jumps out, and I see that shit as well. Oh, well, you, you acting like a little sissy, a punk, taking it up the ass. I've heard it all. You fudge packers. You're just like, oh my God. I need y'all to stop. By the way, tired ass jokes. Can y'all straights get some new ones? If you notice, you never get the same insults from the black queers. Can you mix it up? 
because it feels like you guys say the same four things every time. It's always the kids. Um, it's the agenda. Um, yeah, I wish you would just be a real man and like go to church. Can y'all like do something outside of those four for me, please? Because I, I want something more interesting. At least come up with a new theory, nigga. Make one up. You made up all the other ones. Shit. Right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, move on. Now, this one uh, conversation is a little binary, but we're going to make sure to also talk about the non-binary people and how they are also dealing with this same exact issue. Um, Do women owe men sex in relationships? Let me tell you something. I have been seeing some really fucking weird shit. Some of the women on the internet, I'm not going to lie. I've been hearing some of y'all bitches speak. First, there was that other bitch who was just like, if you are obese, you don't deserve a partner that makes six figures. Or, or, bro, or, or, listen, fat women, they scream, I can help you because, like, if I'm little and dainty, then you're gonna wanna help me. But if you're, they're fat already, guess what? They can cook. They probably got good credit. That's why they're like, wanna make sure they are with, like, fat women because that's what they give, you know? And all I could think to myself was, honey, what, what fat bitch took your man? I wanna give them a, 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 a medal. I wanna give them a cookie. What happened? <laughs> What happened? Um, but it's getting worse. I feel like um, this, these herteps, I don't know what else to call them because there's hoteps and, and these are the herteps right here talking the most crazy, ridiculous shit. And they say, oh, there you go. I was just about to say, but they disguise it under the title of this is just divine femininity. And this is like you getting in touch with your inner self and learning to hate. Yeah. Like the reason he put, if you would just behave, then he wouldn't have to punch you in the face like that. Just listen to what he got to say. That way you can be, you know, what God created y'all to be. Just listen to your man and submit. Submit. Girl, I'm sick of it. Oh, I don't know if you know who Nikki Natural is, but don't worry if you don't. Don't matter. Um, Because she don't matter. I'm Listen, she's she a little cute black girl with braces who I didn't realize was in her 30s. And I'm like, oh, you are old ho. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. And uh, we saw, I saw a clip of Nikki Natural the other day talking about how, listen, men are kings. They are, they are cannot have one, one, one woman. Let me let you know. Listen, as long as you are doing what you have to do for me, you're not bringing no diseases or babies. Like, fuck out of here. Who gives a fuck? Make sure all these bills is paid. Now, on the surface, there's a lot of things that she said that I don't have a problem with. Because um, there's a lot of bitches who, oh, I just wish you would let that nigga cheat in peace. Because you're not leaving, right? <laughs> Honestly, I wish some of y'all would just let these niggas cheat in peace. Because you're not going nowhere. So why are you upsetting your own self? If you really not going nowhere, nigga, wear condoms and move on with life. Get as much money as you can and put them on the life insurance policy and wait till that nigga dies. If this is really how you're going to do it, do it like that. I'm just saying. So her awareness of being like, hey, as long as you keep these bills together and so on and so forth, then I don't really give a fuck what you do. The issue that I have is the fact that because he's a man, he should be allowed to do that. And if you, God forbid was to ever get an extra nigga on the side, even though he's got 17 million, you would be like, oh, well, no, I was cheating. 
Is that, do we got that right? Okay, child. Okay. Um, we do have a video that I want you to hear. And child, when I say, when you listen to this, I want you to know that I'm also worried about her. Yeah, that's all. This is that, um, one of those like divine feminine her tips that we be talking about. Just, oh, well, just, just listen and just do what he said and just submit and do what he, do what you can to make your nigga happy. <laughs> uh. And I mean, never use sex as a weapon against your husband and have sex often is probably some of the most extraordinary advice I never got. As a working mom, we get tired, exhausted, overwhelmed, but it is dangerous to neglect our husband's needs. And I'll explain to you why. Sex is such a huge part of a man's identity. It's the way he emotionally bonds with us. And it's crazy because God wired his body this way. When a man experiences an orgasm, his body releases the bonding hormone oxytocin in such extraordinary amounts. I mean, women experience it as well, but men do 400% times more. And so that skin-to-skin -skin contact mixed with an orgasm creates deep connection. And I never just want to be a great mom. I never just want to be killing it in the workplace. But I desired for my husband to find me to be a good lover. Look forward to coming home to me. And through difficult conversations, because I was never taught this kind of stuff... I had to learn how to not look at sex as a chore or another responsibility on my to-do list, but enjoy my husband feeling respected and honored and wanted. Imagine if one day our husband came home and said, I don't feel like having sex with you. We would be massively offended and hurt. And so men need sex. It's how they came from the factory. Girl, okay. Blink twice if you need help, girl. Blink twice. Help is on the way. <laughs> oh my God. And then you are and then it's her using God. Oh God wired them this way. So you're saying instead of just saying, Hey, these niggas can't keep their dick in their pants and they want to fuck everything that has a hole. The reason that that is is because God wired them this way. So if you women would just open your legs whenever they get ready, that, that <laughs> I can't. I hate it here. <laughs> And, you know, also, just really quickly, because, you know, God wired them this way, the oxytocin, 400% more, all kinds of things, right? So, baby, quick question. Why doesn't that keep them from cheating, since it's such a deep connection that they have with you once they orgasm? We literally have lyrics like, when I come, I come to my senses. But, no, the connection's so deep. And also, you know what I thought was so funny when she was saying, like, you know, I just want to have my husband come home to me and just I want him to be happy that he's home. Yeah, because no woman has ever thought that. What beautiful new information. Wow. You want him to want to have sex with you. Wow. You want him to be attracted to you. Wow. You want him to be happy to come home. Wow. You want him to miss you. You know what? I've never heard that before. That's crazy. Um. One of the things that I do want to say about these bitches, um, you guys are dangerous. You are literally teaching young women that their own autonomy is disrespectful to their man.
that regardless of what's going on in your life, you got to make sure to put out so that he's happy. But you don't see podcasts talking. You know what? Let me just go ahead and give a quick example as to how ain't shit this is, right? Do you know that when women get cancer, it's literally a part of their treatment plan that a doctor sits them down and warns them that their husband could leave them? Hmm. That's on a regular basis. You can go ahead and look that up because they leave at high rates as soon as somebody gets sick. That whole in sickness and in health shit, that's something you see women adhere to. It's not something you see a lot of men adhering to because when times get tough, those niggas get the fuck out. Girl. I well, can I say something real quick? <clears throat> Janiqua. So, All right, go ahead. Okay, so my name is Pig Misha, and I just feel like so my nigga the other day, he put out a gun on me because I thought about leaving him. But, but I had to tell myself, right, like that's some powerful shit. Like he really do love me because that just lets you know how strong that love is. Because for him to pull out a gun on me. He ain't shooting or nothing, but like that kind of turned me on because that means he crazy about me. And all I gotta do is open my legs when he ready because you have to understand like these niggas be having like a long day at work. So like when they come home, they be ready to release some stress. So all you gotta do is like, I'm not saying it's a chore because like that's my king, but a lot of y'all women be getting y'all asses beat because y'all just don't submit to your king and like just, you know, just be there. Just be his bitch. You know, just. <laughs> I can't. I can't take myself seriously saying this. I'm done. Let me stop. <laughs> I, I feel like what, what, what really kills me is the fact that there are women out there that 100% exist that say these exact same things. And all I just, and my whole thing is, is like, baby, did you get picked? Did you get picked, babe? Because you you acting like you got picked, but it looked like you still uh, like chilling there with the eight baby hairs that you got left and, and trying to tell me something about myself. Um, that, listen, child, you know them lace front wigs ain't doing nothing for the ch- uh, for, for them bitches. They're not doing. Mm. Well, he still loved me on the weekends. <laughs> you and Scissor, bitch. I don't know what else <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> oh, message. Oh my goodness. Good morning, Erin. Good morning, Sid. Her taps patent pending. That is yours. Oh my goodness. Listening to that, I was like, well, wait a minute. When I was younger, I had heard that one of the largest places that oxytocin gets poured out or um, when when men um, are experiencing some kind of connection. It's supposedly like, well, with, with children, though, it happens, I think, more... Um, as far as releasing oxytocin right. with women, this but I heard it with with men. It's like when they have pets. So it's like, why don't y'all get a dog? Get yourself a dog. Get yourself a kitty cat mm. and, and leave motherfuckers alone. Enjoy your hand. Love yourself. I'm I'm with you, Miss Serenity. Uh, let's let's start investing in sex toys. Um, for men, start getting them these flashlights out of here and uh, leave them to their devices, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Girl, listen, it's so bad out here. Like, even my ass, like, I don't be having sex. I, I, it's just, again, my dildos, my anal beads, my lube, and I just have a ball. Like, girl, I'm getting my life because these niggas really, they don't know what they want. They can't communicate. I don't have time. Like, I, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, think about it. 
<laughs> isn't it one of the reasons we just saw that article the other day about how men <laughs> are the most lonely demographic? <laughs> well, hold up now, because that's that ain't true, because y'all, this is why y'all single now, because y'all don't want to listen. And yet you're still dying alone, babe. So listen, my issue is that we literally have proof telling us. So my mom's an RN and she works at an old folks home. Do you know who ends up dying alone? You want to guess? You want to guess who's not at their bedside? That they've put their, their children don't give a fuck because they weren't there. They made no connections with them. Their wives, they treated like shit, so they're already divorced. So they're literally sitting there with their foot rotten off, asking for someone to go ahead and wipe the shit out of their fucking bed sores. Mm. Is this who we are? <laughs> Is this what we represent? <laughs> Yo. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, we're, the fact that people are setting their boundaries, and this is the thing. The reason why this is happening is because you didn't treat us well in, the, in those marriages. You didn't uplift us and uphold us in those marriages, in those relationships, while you were fathering children. No, what you created was a huge, was an epidemic of independence. What you created was people just going, I can't wait until I can go ahead and do what the fuck I got to do. Do you know even more now it's women that are buying homes now that we, we've, uh, we've outdone them even with home ownership? Mm. As single women, by the way, the biggest demographic of people buying houses is single women. This is why they don't want them to make more money than them. Because, girl, that emasculinates. This whole emasculation bullshit is the stupidest shit I've ever heard, first of all, because none of that shit is real to begin with. But once again, why do y'all y'all feel threatened if she doesn't make more than you and ask for some things? Oh my God, I done done all this shit. What else? What more do you want from me? Y'all don't be out here. And then when they work and do extra shit to make more money, oh my God, like, I can't be a true provider. Y'all making me feel emasculated. Shut up. You Y'all niggas don't know it. Just shut up. You, you, you can't even pick a struggle. Why would we listen to you? Just saying. Massive serenity. What the fuck was she talking about? Um, <laughs> ugh, child, uh, not her using God. So that's why we should excuse rapists, right? Because men just can't can't handle who they have to who they have to fuck and who they have to do it they just have to do it like i i just hate how this doesn't help christians like does that make them sound good does that make them girl if my hu if my husband came home and told me that he didn't want to have sex with me that day fucking finally fuck my coochie could finally get a break i could go outside and read a book i'm not coming home with this expectation no that's not what makes sex even enjoyable for me. That he comes home and thinks that it's an expectation. Motherfucker, I'm turned off by you now. Here, have your little crusty, dusty ass ring back. Actually, this shit is mine with half of your uh, uh, 401k. Thank you. Mm, mm, what the fuck mm. was it? Child, we don't know. We don't know what that was. She had That was a word salad, wasn't it? 
Don't know what the fuck to the bed, but she was just saying things and numbers and she threw oxytocin in there for flavor. I was like, I need you <laughs> to stop speaking. <laughs> girl, you already know she lost me as soon as she started talking about her sky daddy. I said, girl, I ain't got time. <laughs> Sky Daddy says it's a coercive sex. Coercive sex is okay, and if you get used to it, it won't feel like it's coercive. Ah! All you have to do is just, you know, just open your legs because he's had a long day at work, and you know, you'll just be one big happy family. Like it's okay. Like you know, Virgin Mary, she didn't ask for it either. But look, we have a better gift now, girl. I ain't got time. <laughs> but bro. But think about it. That's the reason why when women get cancer, doctors will tell, literally tell them you need to be prepared if your husband leaves you because you're not going to have the energy for sex. You're not going to have a libido. And this is going to go on for as long as you're sick. So if you're sick, sick for years, more than likely, sex isn't going to be a priority for years. Mm -hmm. And that's unfair to him. Right? Okay, just making sure. It's Marcel. She made it seem like sex was only for the man, and it's just like, that's how I know some of you bitches is crazy. You bitches are crazy because you've never had an actual orgasm before. That's what's wrong, because if you've actually had a good-ass, nice, I'm talking about, you remember when you burst that first fucking nut, and it was just like, your toes curled, eyes rolled in the back of your head, little saliva coming out the side of your mouth. I don't think that these types of women have actually experienced an orgasm ever in life with a dick. Maybe not even with themselves. So she wouldn't know. That's why she's so focused on, you know, it has to be good for him. It has to be good for him. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm, I'm definitely a good lover, but I'm going to get mine. Period, girl. Like, even in the gate, like, girl, I'm not going to be no one's fleshlight, one thing about it. And it seems like that's what this woman wants to be, I guess, for the, for the greater good, quote unquote. Girl, no, ma'am. She wants to convince us that it is our duty to be an occasional fleshlight for our partners. 110%. That is because what she's God, trying to do. Because God wired them to make us their fleshlight because they can't keep it in their pants, but that's the way God made them. Because if you don't, they're going to fuck something else that moves and it's your fault because you didn't submit to a king. How dare you? Mm, mm, mm. And I, it, it's just, it, it, and she tries to make it sound so rational, like coercive sex is rational. Like all of these things are totally okay. And it's and it's weird because if a woman is going through something and they're not able to have sex, I'm sorry, when you have a baby or when you're pregnant, there are some times where you are gonna be ordered not to have sex. So what's gonna happen? And I'm gonna tell you how fucked up this really is and how and how this is just like a system. Do you know when a woman has a baby, let's say, and they, and they tear? that a doctor will do what's called a husband's stitch. It means that, yeah, they sew them up, but they just sew them up a little bit tighter just for the husband's pleasure. Girl, I know you lying. Uh, husband's stitch, which by the way, makes sex almost unbearable. 
what in the handmaid's tale? Once again, here we go. <laughs> and, and this is what's been going on. That's what's been going on to the point where, it, where if you didn't know to say, hey, I don't want that, they would just do it. And they literally elbowing the husband like, put an extra stitch in there for you. I'm not even fucking with you. I'm not lying to you. My, my mom used to work in labor and delivery. I know the stories. Mm, mm, mm. I don't think men realize how they really be ruining motherfuckers' lives. Like, y'all, some dudes really be out here like ruining people's lives or knocking them off track. Um, and I understand having, you know, the mind to watch out for those types but sometimes bro if you're unlucky and you're 17 18 19 you're still in a naive phase where you haven't really had much dating experience or you don't have somebody putting you on game your first lesson is a baby niggas will knock you up have you gain weight and dip nigga you are left with a baby 60 extra pounds probably a little bit of fucking debt and a broken motherfucking heart and motherfuckers be wondering why why women are guarded Cause who the fuck wants to go through that? Like, are you kidding me right now? I'm surprised there ain't more women serial killers out here. And by the way, so glad you brought that up, Marcel. Cause I just want to say, men are so dumb that if we decided to be serial killers, they would be dying in droves because they will show up anywhere for the promise of pussy. I have sent niggas to drag shows, police departments. I have sent, I sent them one to a, a, a gay bar, uh, a gay strip club called Beef Eaters. Shout out to Wilson Manners, Florida. A week. Okay. You can, because all they have, you have to say is, oh, I'll give you some pussy. You just have to come to this location. And then boom, you don't survive anymore. Like if we really, really wanted to do that, Y'all wouldn't, y'all are so dumb and trusting. I just have to make a nigga well, apply and he disappear. Oh, I made you something. That's what they Walk him like a dog. That's what they call them dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my goodness. Um, I feel like one of the, now we have to go ahead and turn it to the, um, non-binary and um, because this is a situation that happens in the queer community all of the time. This is not just uh, something that settles between men and women and I think you owe me sex. It also goes from, because remember that same binary system is also within um, the queer community. We hold on to these things very deeply. So the ones who are femme are supposed to be the ones who are going to sit pretty and be quiet and be submissive. And the ones who are masked are the ones who are supposed to pay for everything and then protect and from who other men, but whatever. But yes. Yeah, it hap patriarchy and misogyny is so strong that I even experienced this. I am non-binary. My pronouns are they, them. Um, when I'm out in public, I do lean femme. I be looking like a bad bitch, period. And so usually when niggas date me, they expect me to, again, take on this, oh, I'm the masculine person, so I'm going to do this, and since you're a femme, you just, you, you owe me sex, whatever. Girl, and they'd be shook and I'm telling them, no, like, girl, you're not getting that from me. And they'd be so damn shook, and I'm sorry, it's like, I don't, I'm not, honestly, if you're going to date me, I, I usually tell them straight off the bat, I don't have a high sex drive. I know I may look like I do because, again, I'm a bad bitch and I look like I be, do be fucking. But, girl, I don't, 
ask Sydney. Sydney, because <laughs> girl, we talk <laughs> about that? this, and I'm like, girl, you got 30 minutes when I wake up, and that's it. Otherwise, I'm moving on. I ain't got time. Between 6 a.m. and 6:30, if you don't make your open window, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, look, but... you, to, you better catch me, but because look, when I wake up, now when I wake up, oh baby, I want to be pounded asap. But you better catch me within those 30 minutes because otherwise I'm moving on. I don't have a high sex drive like that. I just don't. <laughs> but yes, that shit is so strong that it does happen. It does happen in the queer community. And um, since I do lean film, people just expect me to, again, you owe me sex because I took you out to dinner or you need to just submit and just listen to what I say because blah, 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 blah. And you should just be grateful that I'm here doing this because I'm protecting you. Girl, a lot, and then this is why the domestic violence shit is so high in the queer community. Because although I do lean film, it's still going to be there because they see me as the biological male. So they still, it's still, that violence shit is still going to be there. It's so, it's very complex. Um, I feel like the one thing that we can say that is 100% the same is that saying no can get us killed. Um, Hurting a man's feelings can get us killed. Straight the fuck up. That's how fragile these niggas are. Straight up. That's how fragile they are. Um, I do also want to say, like, when we do talk about um, non... uh, people who are non-binary or um, gender non-conforming, a lot of times they are put into these uh, spots they don't want to be in because they honestly don't belong. So like Aaron, even because they quote unquote lean femme, um, I wish we could get rid of these terms, but even though they quote unquote lean femme, um, they are put into that binary stronghold by other people that want to date them, right? because they're like, well, you, if you're femme, then you're supposed to be A, B, C, D, and E. You're supposed to you're supposed to be submissive. I'm supposed to pay. You're supposed to sit there and look pretty. I'm supposed to do these things, and you're supposed to do this. And we don't realize what a hotbed for abuse that can become, especially for the quote unquote more femme person. And like you said, I too wish we could get rid of these words, to be honest, because <clears throat> it's not doing us any good. And a lot of uh, straight people be asking me for advice and shit about, again, these gender binary conversations. I'm like, girl, once again, I I can't relate. I don't, I, I'm not going to be any help here for you. I'm just not. Don't Straight people, cishet people, stop asking non-binary people, oh, what do you think about this? And should the man do this and the woman? Girl, I'm, I don't, I'm neither. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but I feel like, girl, we know how patriarchy works because it affects all of us. So, girl, what do you think? That's going to be my answer. <laughs> um, I feel like, well, I feel like also it's something for people who do believe in these binaries to kind of take note of is that all of these different roles 
um, are really unnecessary and they seem to be almost counterproductive to the relationship because the, the femme person ends up being completely overworked and completely taken for granted in almost all of these situations. And you're expected to, and, but you're, and it's not just, you can just sit home and sit pretty, uh, and take care of everything else. No, no, no. You have to work too. You got to work and make sure you are giving half to the household, but then you also have to give a hundred percent of the childcare. 100% of the domestic work, 100% of the cleaning. Like, tell me how that works. Instead, we can go ahead and just see what you're good at and what I'm good at and how we can go ahead and split off what. Like, for instance, I don't like to take out the garbage. I hate that shit. I used to be like, now, before, I remember, but I used to explain it to myself differently. That's a man's job. I ain't taking no fucking garbage, bitch. I already have to go ahead and wash the dishes and go ahead and um, do the laundry and mop the floors. And I have to do everything. So the least you could do is take out the garbage. I was thinking of it real fucked up. No, no, no. No, no, no. I get to not like taking out the garbage. But why the fuck am I doing everything else? Why is it the one thing this nigga contributes? How about that shit? I'm here like, oh, well, I just don't take out the garbage, but you're okay doing everything fucking else. Mm. I'm sorry. I, and now I have rules. If I cook, I don't wash a dish. I don't wipe a countertop. I don't do shit. I don't put away the food after we done. I don't even pick up <laughs> the plate I'm eating off of when I am finished. Period. Child. Now, I do have a question for you. Since we are talking about gender roles, I'm so glad, um, this is kind of off topic, kind of not. I'm so glad that, again, going back to that episode of P-Valley when Uncle Clifford topped in Lil Murder Bottom, and people were so shook by that because, again, how dare you be thin, dark-skinned, undesirable, and all these things, and you topping a masculine hood-ass nigga. And that threw a lot of people off. But once again, this is why I say these gender roles and shit is stupid to me because people expect that since, oh, well, if you're a femme, you automatically are just super submissive and you're taking it. And if you're masked, then you're only giving it. I know hood trap niggas who only take it up the ass. And I know the most femme queens, makeup, powder, sundress, all who only tops. So slaying. I'm sexual, just, just slaying. So once again, sexual position, sexual pleasure has nothing to do with how mask or femme or whatever you are. That's why a lot of straight niggas think that it's gay for their woman to put a finger up their ass, knowing damn well that they secretly like it in the first place. Your prostate's in there. Come on, dude. It's not a weird thing. It's, it's, it's where the orgasms can come from. Uh, hello? So I... <laughs> Like you think like you think that it's gay for your girl to put a finger up your ass to like for your prostate, like the male G spot. Girl, that shit feel good. I don't know what the fuck wrong with y'all. But again, we equate that to being quote unquote weakness. Weak because we equate and that's why they say it's gay, because they equate weakness to being gay and vice versa. No, I don't do that. Like, that's that's us. I don't like that's gay. I don't want nothing. To, now it's a, like if you just don't like it, you just don't like it. That's fine. But a lot of y'all be missing out on a lot of pleasure because of your masculinity and how fragile it is that you think it's going to be gay for your girl to put her finger up your ass. And even when we talk about pegging, you know, um, there are some men 
who I'm sure would absolutely enjoy that. But because they are so wrapped up in these stupid ass roles, they think even if it's their woman who is behind the strap that they're still gay. When you are having sex with a woman, it's, it's the chokehold is so magnanimous. Like it's so huge. Like it, and it, it sucks because I feel like it's one of the reasons why they're so angry. Like my father, uh, and nobody could tell me different, that is a gay man. Sorry. I, we, we, listen, we found a, 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 a nine inch pink dildo. And I'm not talking pink like hot pink, I'm talking pink like white man, okay? I'm weak. All right? And we are like, well, that's not mine. And I, I, I had to go to my mama. I'm like, mommy, why do you have a, a white dick? She was like, I ain't got no white dick. <laughs> Girl, and by the me. process, by the process of elimination, and the fact that <laughs> it came out his drawer. But you have to remember, I also had one of the uh, a severely violent childhood with this man. He was so angry, and he—I feel like one of the biggest things was I feel like he was so violent towards me because I was probably a representative of his queerness that he could never show. Mm. No, they don't. No, they don't. Hey, beautiful people. Let's see you on the podcast. Um, I think that, yeah. I also think that there's a pro... I think that men expect sex from women, but I also think that other men expect men who go on dates with women to have sex with them. Like, I feel like it's part of patriarchy where we expect a successful date to end up in sex uh, with other men because every time I talk about going on a date with my guy friends, they're like, oh, did you fuck her or did you fuck him? It's almost like if you didn't have sex, they're like, oh, okay, never mind. So I think there's a lot of pressure mm -hmm. for some reason uh, because the patriarchy talks masculinity that we're expected to have sex as a successful date, which I think is solely stupid. It's so expected. Sex is so expected that, like I said, for someone like me, if I do say that, oh, I don't have a high sex drive, I don't really care for sex like that, that shit is so expected that I'd be like, oh, well, you must not be gay then. I thought you liked dick because that's all y'all do is fuck and all this other shit. You do know that there are plenty of gay people who don't have sex and they're still gay as hell. But that's the first thing that is on y'all's people's minds is, Gay equals just butt fucking, and that's all y'all think about on your quote unquote straight minds as soon as you hear that word. It's, it's mind blowing to me. And, and also, like, how invalidating, right? Like, um, I'm so excited to talk about this person um, that I really, really like, but as soon as I have let you know that we don't, we haven't had sex yet, all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, that's not real. No one's been entered. Never mind. Come back when, when you've been mounted so I can take you seriously. That's a problem. I feel like that's really fucking weird. And, um, and thank you, Spirit, for bringing that up. Like, I have been in that situation more times than I could count where I'm at a bar and somebody is buying drinks, maybe even an appetizer if we're getting spicy. And all of a sudden at the end of the date, they're like, so you're coming home with me, right? Like, sir, did you think the $43 that you just paid was a down payment in pussy? <laughs> Just saying. What's up? What's up now? How y'all doing? That's why they said. 
Hope I got that right. Aaron, what's going on? Do women owe men sex in relationships? No. You owe each other the sex, the intimacy, the care, the love, the respect. It should be a mutual thing, that yin-yang thing. When it's one-sided, somebody's not getting what they need to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Do men yeah. or women? Man, listen, if you're in a relationship, you and that motherfucker together. And if that's any, that ain't what you want to do, then you need to work on your exit plan. My thoughts. Thank uh, you, D. Karma, for that. Truth. It's like, are you are you having sex? To, are you having sex to your partner or with your partner? Big difference. Mm-hmm. And and for a long time, I, especially my earlier sex experiences, probably up until maybe in my late twenties, um, sex felt like it sex felt like it was something that was done to me and not with me. A hundred percent. And but when you have somebody who actually prioritizes your pleasure, it makes you want to have sex. And also, by the way, who wants to have sex with somebody who's just like, "Uh, I don't want to, but go ahead and take it. Is that how you wanted to get the pussy, son? (laughs) It's not supposed to be a chore, girl. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit, I'm missing Conan for this. Just staring up at the popcorn ceiling, waiting for it to be over. Like, I got a lane cramp and everything. This nigga don't give a fuck about what's going on over here. Shit like that. It's like, okay, let me go ahead and spread my legs. We we fuck real quick. And then after that, we turn the opposite way in the bed and go back to sleep. <laughs> I mean, like come that. on. It just, and it, and, it, and it sucks because it's like we, women don't even prioritize their own pleasure. There's such a deficit in orgasms when it comes to heterosexual sex, because it is, it's just not something that is prioritized. And I think the reason why that continues is because of conversations like this. Well, you owe your man. What if I, well, I'm owed a nut. Now what? Hmm. When, when is that one coming? No pun intended. All pens intended. Patriarchy so strong. It's like, how dare you not? How dare you not fake your orgasm to please your man? Because he had a long day at work and he just needs to. Girl, I'm not faking shit. <laughs> because I'm they sorry. will fake it. You, you know what I want to do after? And listen, I'm not. And I, uh, me and Aaron are the opposite on this. Is my my sex drive is high. I think it's being in my thirties. My sex drive is hard. Um and. I've been in relationships, most, in fact, most of my relationships have been with men whose, it's just not where mine is at, okay? Their sex drive is just not, has never been as high as mine. It's just what it is. Um, first of all, I never thought to myself, if I don't get some dick from this nigga, I'm gonna, go, like, like, first of all, that's something that just never happened. And secondly, also, when, there were still times, no matter how high my sex drive was, but I didn't feel like having sex. Sorry. Are we really going to pretend that that is not um, that that's not the case? Are we really going to pretend that that's not what's um, what's going on? I'm sick and tired of having to just lay there and know that my uh, my pleasure is not going to be prioritized, and I still got to do all of this shit via my fucking gender roles. Like you guys got to stop. 
That's really, and that is damaging. That is damaging. And the fact that people think that because they pay for things that they are owed sex is ridiculous because they do it in every sense of the word, whether it is dinner, whether it's you're living with somebody and guess what? You lost your job and now this nigga's paying the bills. Don't you dare say no to nothing because he's paying all the bills. How dare you tell him no? Well, girl, I tell you what, let me take my ass and make more money than you and I can live by myself. And then when I do that, y'all niggas still be mad. Damned if we do, damned if we don't, girl. I ain't got time. Moving on. Message. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You know, when you have somebody, when you deal with somebody that's one-sided, I can see that. Um, when they show you who they are, believe that shit. Because, you know, sometimes your counteract, your counteractions is more energy than it's worth. You know what I mean? Um, some men and women do want people to take care of them. Be they made. Do every fucking thing. You were grown before I got here. You need to continue to be grown or you'll be your type of grown on your own. I ain't going. Come on, man. It's called team. Why are you in a relationship if you ain't trying to be a team? You feel me? You know what I'm saying? It's weird as fuck. And my thing is, like, niggas will be like, did you fuck on the first date? But then if you did fuck on the date, then they're like, well, you would a hoe. What? What type of... What? It doesn't make any sense. My head hurts just thinking about it. Like, damn, she gave it up that quick? after that's all you've been begging for and trying to pay for and it's like y'all again y'all can't even pick a struggle first of all in any relationship sex shouldn't be an iou it shouldn't be owed it shouldn't be a down payment it shouldn't be a task it shouldn't be a demand sex is a connection a sensual intimate connection that two people who love each other and trust each other have it shouldn't be about being owed sex shouldn't be a chore it shouldn't be a command it shouldn't be a demand you know it should be something sensual a connection a step that two people choose to take because they have that love and that chemistry for one another it shouldn't be an iou or a chore that's some bullshit exactly like girl <clears throat> i have found me a unicorn the other day when i say unicorn i'm talking about like a nigga who just didn't want to fuck me as soon as he met me. Like, girl, the conversations were deep. Everything was good. He wasn't ignorant. He wasn't transphobic. And none, like, everything was good. And I'm telling you now, that's what turns me on, conversations. Where's your mindset at? Because if it's really good, then, yeah, I'm. that's going to make me want to sit on your face and suck your dick. And, yes, I'm being very explicit with what I like because I be having to remind folks this is a black queer podcast, so we're going to talk about queer sex. Mm-hmm. Just in case. <laughs> just in case, you know, just putting it out there. You know, see what you just said about, uh, you know, not really, but you know, you want to, you can take it. Uh-uh, hell no. All my life, you gotta give it to me, put it in my face. I might show you, I might touch on you, might kiss on you, but it's, that's for you. My job is to please you in that way. I'm gonna get mine at some point. I don't want that motherfucker because that means the fun of pleasing you 
legs shaking, nipples getting hard, mouth getting dry, biting your lip, Ooh. eyes moving, you're scratching me, making noises and sounds. That's what I want to do for my female. It's about pleasing my partner. And when I have a partner who's worried about pleasing me, I'm quick to get her out of mind and say, no, 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 no. Let's, let's do this. I'm, I'm fine. I need for you to do what you do as many times as you can. Round of applause. Round of applause. Listen. Oh, Ooh, Sydney over here wet. Sydney <laughs> <laughs> got wet, girl. My goodness. <laughs> you shut the fuck up, Aaron. All right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> yes to all of those things. And my whole thing is that because it, you would think that's what they want. Like, don't you want me to cream all over you? Isn't that what you want? I'm hollering. Anyway, go ahead. Because it's like, like, it's like, girl, I was going to suck your dick real good. But now that you just said some stupid shit, and now it's like, girl, that's fine. I don't need that bad. But listen, <laughs> yeah. that the the lackluster, like when a, a man is down there and he giving you head, and it's like a snake looking for heat and shit. Listen, like, uh, uh, I'm uh. hollering. Listen, that's not, not snake, enough bitch. for me. I'm you know what, and you know what I'm gonna do in retaliation? I'm gonna lick the sides of your dick. How you like that shit? Oh no, it's not going anywhere. It's just this. Uh -oh. Do you like that? You know what? Instead of instead of sucking your dick, I'm just gonna lick your gooch. And call it a night. You ain't you gonna half ass this? You gonna uh, eat my ass like a kid, like a cat? Like they be drinking milk? Bitch, I'm going to just nibble on you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ugh, I gotta get out of here. Okay, next we got some messages. Oh, child, they piling up. I'm finished. I'm matter of fact, I'm gonna spin the block. Uh, that dating thing and sex is automatic at the after the date. I think that's so fucking immature. It is. If sex is a possibility, y'all gonna have that in that conversation. Nine times out of ten, what you need to do is have that vibe before you go out on that date. And if you don't, shit, baby, call me tomorrow. Good. Yeah, I have a, I have a high sex drive, but that's only when I want you and when I like you. If I don't like you, I don't care how pretty and fine you are. You can take that pussy to the next motherfucker because your attitude probably fucked up. Listen, listen. How am I supposed to want to go ahead and and eat you out, even if you taste like water, right? But in your soul, you take your, your pussy tastes like house keys. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that shit. Not house keys. <laughs> Girl, it'd be like, like especially like in my experience, like it'd be. Some of these niggas do be fine. Like, actually, most of them, because girl, I'm a bad bitch. But most of them <laughs> cannot, just cannot hold a conversation. And I guess they think since they got a big dick, that's going to make me like, ooh, oh my God. Girl, <laughs> I promise you, these niggas that be thinking they can get with me don't even know the three branches of government. But you think that I'm going to give you some ass. 
But you know what else like really kills me? It's like the conversation is usually what turns me on the most. You find a nigga that is intelligent and they are open-minded. You're able to talk about whether it's black issues, queer issues, uh, politics, whatever. And not only does this nigga go ahead and have something amazing to say to all of those things, but they're actually zeroed in on what you're saying. They're not listening to respond. They're listening to understand your perspective. Child, take my fucking panties Bitch, now. look, I am going to ride you till the next... <laughs> Listen, listen. You, I hope you're ready to suffocate a little bit. I hope you're ready because you can get the, there's a lot. I got a lot going on. I hope you're ready. Girl, <laughs> this ass is fat, and I'm gonna use it to its best ability. And when it comes to sex, first of all, I want mine. Fuck that. If I don't feel that I'm getting mine, nah, I ain't having it. Period. That's some bullshit. I don't want sex to feel like a chore. I don't want to do it just to make him happy. I want to do it because we both like it. Exactly. Girl, I feel like we should have saved this topic for like a after dark or something because it's getting hot in here, girl. We didn't start right? talking about... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to the third topic yet. We only got a half hour left. Let's get through these messages. So... Your sex drive was hella high, but you didn't want to have sex. Probably, I don't know. I don't know. This is just one person's thought processes about what you just said. You probably didn't feel desired. You probably didn't feel wanted. You probably didn't, wasn't being made to feel happy inside. Your mind wasn't being played with. Trust me, gentlemen, if you don't know, it starts in the mind. If you can't get a mind where it needs to be, you might not be satisfied with that body. I'm, I'm just saying. God damn it, I gotta spin the block now. You've been giving me sex when we've been splitting these bills. When I've been paying the majority of the bill, the times when you paid the motherfucking bill goes, my shit might have been fucked up because I'm gonna take care of me. So, uh-uh, uh, no. If I'm paying all the fucking bills, that's because that's what needs to be done. Sex is natural. And if it's not natural, I don't need nothing else being the catalyst for sex other than the desire. That's it. Thank you. I ain't buying, I ain't buying no Birkin. I ain't paying your bills because you fucked up your money. Don't give me no pussy just because, you know, I went and bought you some fucking flowers. No. Give me some pussy just because you want to have that experience with me. Period. Oh my God, girl. Cause okay, cause a lot of these niggas think just because you buy me a two for twenty deal at Applebee's, I'm supposed to automatically just sit on your face. No, ma'am. Listen, listen, and also I want I, I want him to say I want him to say experience again. But um, I I. One of the things that I think people need to understand, because I've literally had guys be like, I want you to be my girlfriend, right? And I'm like, do you think the drive through movies and the two burgers you bought me makes you me, me your girlfriend now? Like, because, like, do you really think you could get you, you could get pussy based off of that shit? Sir. And I feel my, like. You think this pussy is a faux for faux deal? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> 
And we also got to stop looking at sex as like a Kelly Blue Book value of who you are as a person. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, l listen, and my whole thing is like, I've fucked on the first date before. I was, because I, I felt like it. I wanted to. I was like, well, shit, the, the day is going well enough, and I feel like busting it wide open. I'm going to do that shit. And then they're going to go ahead and call me a whore afterward because I did so. So it's like, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. My whole thing is do what the fuck you want and be happy. That's it. Because these niggas gonna go ahead and think whatever the fuck they want to think regardless. Girl, let me tell you, okay? Whatever he just said made my nipples hard and shit, okay? That's, that's right. That's right. I love a man who ain't afraid to put me first. Girl, listen. Be first, nigga. Like, what? This is like, this is like a, a unicorn situation right now because, girl, most of these niggas don't. We. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that scene from like Jimmy Kimmel where they're like literally take like the anatomy of a vagina and they just start showing men. Like, Can you show where? Tell me where the clit is. And everybody pointing to the asshole. They pointed to the uterus. They pointed to everything else but where the clit was. So let me take. This is why I'm hollering as gay as I am. Even I know where that's at. Do you see what I'm saying? And. And what's worse is, is the fact that we, it's so normalized. Like, oh, the fact that they don't know anything about our anatomy, but they also want to make laws about it. It's okay. Moving on. Dad, motherfuckers don't realize that intimacy plays a really big part in shit. It's just like, okay, let's have sex. Sure. Spread your legs. Then flip over. Arch your back. Now flip back over and I'm gonna finish on your stomach. Like, what the fuck? What is that? And niggas really be thinking they be doing something and then be surprised that they be getting cheated on. I would cheat. I would totally cheat. I'm sorry. Matter of fact, I would just leave. But if we was married, I would cheat for a little bit for sure. Just to add insult to injury. Like you added insult to my coochie. <laughs> when you lazily ate it, licked it like you were a virgin lesbian. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know what you're doing. You better lap that shit like a dog. I'm weak. I should have cheated. Yes, child. Whoa. I get it. <laughs> Well, Sid, if you are wet, I am glad you're wet. I won't say some of the things that I would normally say when I hear that because I want that feeling, that vibe, that emotion, that electricity, that throbbing to be so fucking intense that I gotta get out of here. smile and bite your lips even if I ain't touched you. I think every female should have a pleasurable experience whether she's with somebody or by herself and explore yourself. Okay, let me hush. Let me hush. I'm going Ooh, child. On the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Will Sydney get her life? Tune oh, my in. God. <laughs> D Karma, it's time to log off. It's the tap on the shoulder. You got to <laughs> Go ahead and clock out for me. <laughs> what I want you to clock out and do. No, no, no let me stop. Anyway, oh, <clears throat> oh. moving on. Well, listen. It's the voice for me, first of all. He got like a nice, a soothing hotline voice. I gotta get out of here. Listen, if he turned around and tell me he liked to be read to, it's a fucking rap. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> you know what, see, I think a lot of women, they, they so used to the fucking okie doke that they don't know how to take one of the motherfuckers like that. I mean, I'm just... <sighs> 
It's like you hit me in the head just now. We can talk about anything and everything. Of course, yeah, you already know I'm erotic, but you need to know that I think about shit like the God Nebula. Is that shit real? How far away is it? You know, I think about a lot of shit. I know not. I think about financial classes and statuses. I think about a lot of shit. But I think a lot of women think it's such a okie doke or it's a game or a trick. And, you know, I'll say this from my page. Yeah, that might make anybody nervous, especially if they want a, or a relationship. But nothing's air, water, and stir. You got to let them take the mask off. Sapiosexual. Your mind got to do it. Mm. Women do not want men sex all the time in relationship. Wilton, I don't know where you at, boo, but if something <laughs> is wrong, you got to hit me on my line. Like, you you, you scaring me, son. Are you good? Like, what you doing <laughs> <afraid> for? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> don't make me Blue worry witch. about you. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> oh Lord, I heard that and I thought for a second, all right, everybody's avatar turns around except for D Karma and the lovely Renee. And uh just let just let their avatars work it on out. Um because what happens in stereo uh I guess stays in stereo. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I blushed a little. I blushed a little between some of those comments. That's all I have to say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought it was too black to get this red, but here Girl, we are. Listen, this is this is a moment, like a unicorn moment, because again, we we've heard a lot of fucked up rhetoric from a lot of straight black men on stereo. So this is a unicorn that we found, y'all. Clap it up, clap it up, we love to see it. And I, and I for real because i don't i don't feel any homophobia or queer for i don't feel any of that come, and i'm just like oh my god because you notice you notice i was purposely being very explicit when it comes to queer sex just to see what the tea was because you know i like to weed them out but <laughs> i ain't heard that yet <laughs> i ain't heard a damn thing yet i'm just like oh my panties all right moving on um, <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously um it truly bothers me that we still maintain these transactional relationships when it particularly comes to being romantic sexual hell just even platonic there's still some levels that happen i think are that are so stupid when we talk about like what men are supposed to do versus what women are supposed to do like even in platonic um relationships because sometimes i've had goofy moments where it's just like me and my homie are walking down the street and we come to a storefront and i open the door and sometimes there's been hesitation but most times it's usually like oh thank you but i notice that in other spaces sometimes where i'm like damn y'all can't even be friends without it getting weird like somebody owes somebody something oh my lord Child. Let's see. For what I know, a unicorn to be ain't no unicorn. Well, you know, I will be a unicorn. You know, I would prefer for you not to just sit back in the chair and watch. Don't touch me. But no, I'm not a unicorn. I'm just. I think I'm just old. I don't play the game such a long goddamn time, and I didn't get none of this shit out of it that I put in or what I wanted. Um, I've had my face of being a hoe, 
And within all that, I had to shake myself because I had to learn how to appreciate what I was on this planet for. I've always wanted a wife. That's all I've ever wanted. My partner, you know what I'm saying? The female that's going to be with me for all the motherfucking bullshit. And when I die, she's looking me in my eyes. Her eyes are the last thing I see. And if she ride me, that'll be even better. I don't give a fuck. If, if I'm about to die and I'm about to die from a stroke, let me die from a stroke while my baby riding me. And let it stay hard for a little bit so she can go on and ride that thing and get another nut while them tears running down her face. I got to get out of here. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say, D-Pharma, is we appreciate your motherfucking energy. Okay. Girl. With every sense of water. Anyway, so we well, no, I, need some, I need some water. Hold on, yeah. This coffee ain't doing enough. I'm not hydrated enough. This is not doing it. I need an actual bottle of water. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> oh my goodness. So moving on to the next topic because child, that was not supposed to go on as long as it did. Girl. We were just having it too much fun. <laughs> but i thank you for oh, thank you for it and i receive all of that anyway moving on um <laughs> so <laughs> uh unfortunately we have to move the conversation um to the next topic which is um definitely a, a rough one to kind of swallow so we talk a lot about toxic masculinity and we talk about how uh, a lot of women can actually exude a lot of toxic masculinity. Like those same moms who are telling their little boys, oh, you better man up. Okay, you better find a woman who's going to cook and clean for you the way I do tirelessly. Like those are the also agents of misogyny. Do you know what I'm saying? And toxic masculinity is something that anybody can exude. I need you to understand that. Toxic masculinity is something anybody can exude. Let's get that out of the way. But sadly, a lot of the toxic masculinity that is exuded by men does turn into violence. Not that it can't turn into violence anywhere else, but it turns into violence more often than not, especially when it comes to cis hetero men. And yeah, we can go ahead and drag them and be like, oh, you dusty three-in-one body wash, Oreo crumb in your drawers, dusty ass nigga. We can go ahead and do all of that, of course, right? But a lot of times that takes away from the seriousness of what they're able to actually do, the damage that they can do. Um, so the Andrew Tates, um, the Kevin Kittenhill Samuels, um a lot of the preachers not kidding heels <laughs> a lot a lot of these black preachers trying to preach all kinds of crazy shit we have we cannot pretend that these aren't ju are just mild annoyances and well you know one day they'll just go ahead and get it together and in the meantime we can just ignore them and that's enough and it's mm. not because people are dying at the hands of this type of rhetoric um, so we're going to play a video for you real quick. And um, I want you to listen. This is a, like I said, this is, this is a rough one. So trigger warning to everybody in the room. If you need to leave, I understand. She was 13, rejected his advances, and he, and threw her body in a lake, and he's 14 years old. 
this is going to become a bigger epidemic with these incel podcasters branching out from one type of male to all men. You got a podcast for black men, Muslim men, Indian men, you name it. There's 20 male incel podcasters spouting this rhetoric towards these boys and men. And the answer isn't just to monitor what your kids are doing online. Because half of these boy moms, like, defend their kid when they go and beat up a girl. These men are literally advocating for the subjugation of women in a time where you have Roe gone, birth control about to be hit, women losing the right to travel across state borders. These podcasters need to be deplatformed from everything. So, unfortunately, I also have to give you a few more details about the case that she did not mention. This little girl was stabbed over 50 times so violently that the knife was stuck in her skull. He carved the word karma in her ankle before he threw her in that river because she rejected his advances. The little boy is 14 years old. What is your explanation? What is your explanation for this? We know that it's being fueled by this rhetoric. And we see time and time and time again, where when women say no, they end up dying for it. And we are told stupid things like, uh, why don't you just smile? Or if you reject him, just be kind about it. Or just go ahead and give him your phone number or go ahead and give him a fake number. Or don't give him your number at all. We have so many fucking things that they tell us to do in order to protect ourselves. And we're letting you know, none of it is working. So instead of asking us to continually put on the armor of God, I think it's time for us to go ahead and talk to these men and have the good ones start to hold the other ones accountable. I know, thank goodness for the unicorns that we see, but the, it, it's not enough when the unicorns are just existing and they're not building their own platforms, when they're not trying to tell other men that what they're doing is bullshit, when they are not telling, when they are the ones, because uh, those unicorns have no problem saying that, guess what, that bitch doesn't owe you shit. Man the fuck up, like, like all kinds of shit, but for whatever reason, I don't see them holding their homeboys accountable. I don't see it. And silence is violence. I'm sorry. And silence is, is turning into our deaths over those of them that are just like, well, hey, I'm a good man and I would never do that. I need you to start having conversations with your homeboys because I'm letting you know one out of three women have been sexually assaulted. So, it, so I'm letting you know what's in your circle. It's in your circle right now. Mm-hmm. Girl, just how that. often do we, we say it all through this app? Like, girl, I don't have... Y'all know y'all know who I'm talking about. If for the ones who be on stereo, like these groups on this app that be saying some very fucked up shit. And to be honest, any nigga that follows Dr. Umar or Kevin Samuels has the worst dick. But <laughs> but yeah, I really I think unfortunately, because we know how white supremacy and how powerful white supremacy is, black men, cishet black men have been so traumatized from white supremacy that instead of trying to reach for equality for all black folks, I think that they just want the same, some of them, or a lot of them actually, want the same privileges as white men or just whiteness. And they think that that's the only way to survive is to have some sort of power. 
And I'm telling you, because they be saying the same talking points, these hoteps, Israelites, Moors, whatever, you name it. They be saying some of the same, a lot of the same talking points as white supremacists. And I need you to know that this divide and conquer tactic, the same tactics that these white people have been using and are still using, would never unify the black community. It's just going to keep us more divided. So this whole, oh, well, uh, we can't be emasculated. The black gay men are making us emasculated and breaking up the black family. I've heard it all. I've been, my blackness has been questioned for who I am. You're not black because you're gay. Or you're, yeah, you black, but you'll never be a part of the black culture because you're gay. Because black people don't do the research and think that being gay is a white thing. When it's not, we keep saying that. It's not. So I'm noticing that I don't think a lot of people, I'm noticing the oppressed becoming the oppressor. I don't think a lot of these straight black men want equality for all black folks, to be honest. I think they just want privilege. And yes, I know that's going to piss some people off. I don't care because if you say that you're pro-black, then you cannot be homophobic. It's impossible because you have black queer people. You cannot be transphobic. You have black trans people. You cannot be misogynist. There are black women. You can't be colorist. It's so many things, but it seems like the only thing that's keeping I think, to be honest, black people are more conservative than we like to think. But the only thing that's keeping them from being conservative is racism. But like I said, when it comes to colorism, misogyny, transphobia, homophobia, all, all capitalism, they don't want to talk about that. Yeah, they don't want to talk about the fact that all stems from white supremacy, who we were before colonization. We were a matriarchal society. We were a genderless society. Um, a lot of these things. And and what really sucks is, is because a lot of the violence comes from them not knowing their history because they have been so traumatized in this country. It is not lost on me um, as to why it's happening. You have to remember the only thing that they have any actual like ancestral memory of is patriarchy. It's what they have left. So, and if they see that patriarchy is giving white people power, they feel like if they put black face on it, they can also give black people, uh, black, uh, black, sorry, um, uh, when we have patriarchy in general, we are talking about white supremacy. We are talking about white nationalism. We are talking about white power. I don't care how you want to go ahead and put it. We were a matriarchal society before the colonizers came to our shores. We have to stop pretending that's not a thing. And a lot of this violence is coming from ignorance. We think that being gay literally comes from buck breaking. We think that being gay comes from slavery. And we were such an amazing uh, genderless matriarchal society before all of that. But again, that's as far as their memory goes. Um, let's get into some of these messages. Um, yeah, let me I'm see. Yeah. Almost three or four years ago, I was sitting in the bar and I was dealing with a bullshit ass relationship ending myself. But this dude came in and, you know, we got to talking about the football game, then it um, evolved into something else. And, Dude really was wanting to do some things to this chick. Whether he was lying about it or not or wasn't really going to do it, I don't know. But my thing was, listen, man, everybody's wrong. You know what I'm saying? If that's what they want to do and it's not conducive to your growth, then you need to go and swallow that pill and bite that bullet and go on about your business because there is someone else coming after this. Don't be getting so mad and fucked up and fuck your life up because this female said no or did this. Next, every 10 minutes, a bus comes by the bus stop. You better wait for it.
Mm. I, I, I said it. What you mentioned about that little boy, I don't, I can't think of the word or term that they use for people that lack empathy. Um, most serial killers are that way. But a lot of, I don't know, it seems like to me that these people have these people in their homes and they don't do enough to help them get their mind right because you can't be killing folks and beating folks up just because they tell you no. Really? You don't get a lot of no's in this world. Mm. Why? Why? Move on to the next one. I have two granddaughters. They're 17. Ever since they were 12, I've been telling them about hitting them in their neck, elbow them in their neck, knee them in the nuts, hit them in their temple. Uh, we ain't doing that. Don't put your hands on her. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm saying. You know what the problem with with men is? Um, a lot of the problem that men have is ego. Um, <sighs> youngsters, they don't listen. They got this shit stuck in their head for some video or some other bullshit or somebody that was half-assed raising them or they were dealing with anger or trauma and didn't know how to deal with it themselves and trying to raise a kid at the same damn time. Um, they don't listen. But, you know, every so often, I might have a vibe with someone that's looking at something incorrectly and I give them, I just let them know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Hold up. Mm. Not to get off of your thing, but this is in line with what you're talking about, the patriarchy and the matriarchy. Um, Gehi didn't come from being buck broken. Um, they, don't want, they don't like talking about it for the most part, but I'll say one of their greatest heroes, Alexander the Great, their season, they were having intercourse with men. I still can't wrap my mind around it. No pun on about it. I, 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 I just can't. So, people not looking for other information. You know, a lot of times when people talk about history, they stop what happened in the United States as they have it out there. They don't look in it further and deeper. Hell, sometimes people don't even know who General Hannibal is most of the time. They don't even know about the Nubians most of the time. So, yeah. Exactly. That part right fucking there. It's the lack of knowing our own history and they only go back to a certain point and after that they not reading no more because guess what? What they may read may not align with their fucked up ideology. What they read may actually combat it. They may actually have to come to grips with some things. And that's the last thing that they want to fucking do. Can you believe we only got ten minutes left? <laughs> Every time the conversation's good, time flies. Child, I'm like, I gotta, we gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> Every time, like, but yeah, I think that's why. And I've heard, I've been told, like you said, it's like if it's not further back, it's like everything has to be stuck on like America. I've been told, oh, well, since you're from Jamaica, you're not truly black because we'll only talk about black Americans. Like, that's the true black experience. I'm like, you do, so you think that white supremacy is not global. Is that what you're telling me? Because my mm. country was still, my country was still colonized by the British. I 
just because I'm not from America, I'm, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it, it, and my whole thing is that it is still a part of chattel slavery. It was slavery that even happened in Africa. So for you to even tell Africans they don't know what they're talking about is a little fucking crazy. <laughs> it's from their shores that we were stolen. But anyway, um, I do. I'm uh, first of all. I just want to thank everybody for coming into this conversation. Uh, shout out for to everybody in the room: Moody, D Karma, Fletch, <clears throat> it's Marcel, Ratchet, Tyler. Yo, you guys make the show what it is. I always enjoy coming to y'all every Friday. But I also want to let you know. Um, some new things are going to be happening. Me and Aaron are going to be going live every Thursday night, um, as well as doing this show every Friday morning so that you can experience us. And we want to be able to get the same comments. So I want you guys to please go ahead and click in our bios so that you can see the last show that was aired last night. And then by next Thursday, y'all will know what's a hit, what it's hidden for. So we can get this same commentary in those comments on IG Live because we want to be able to interact with you on all platforms. Oh, all platforms. Yes, thank you everyone for tuning in to all of the new people who are tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Earth is Ghetto podcast was started by me and Sydney, I want to say nine months ago. And this is a black queer podcast. Black and queer, same fucking time. Um, Black queer people are often excluded from many talking points. Um, So we wanted to make a safe space for black queer folks. Yes, if you are not black and or queer or whatever, you can still subscribe or whatever. Like we love to educate, but just know where you're at. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you for all of the new people who tuned in. You can listen to all of our episodes. We have like over a hundred at this point um, on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, and yeah, and you can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. You can follow our Earth is Ghetto Instagram page, which is Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. And yeah, you got anything else? Uh, no, actually, I, I just again just wanted to thank y'all. Being queer is African, and I can't wait to see y'all on Thursday night on IG Live. All right, niggas and friends. Bye. Bye.